Welcome to Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 20 of A View to a Cocker Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Ninja Sentai Cocker Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show, we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? Good, man. Pretty good. Pretty chill. It's a relaxed kind of day, nice. which is nice. Well, it's kind of the, for me at least, it's like the calm before the, the, calm before the storm, Matt, because uh, the spring show is about to start up. So my whole world is about to explode into into high school Shakespeare for like the next two months. <laughs> that sounds very exciting. It's, I feel like that's also uh, yeah, going to make it also going to make it a little tough for us to find new stars to talk about uh, yeah, every week. Yeah, if that's all you're doing. I don't I don't do a whole lot when the show's on. So I look forward to a bunch of updates about much ado about nothing. Which. Uh, Actually, okay, I was joking about it. I'm pretty psyched about the show. Uh, we just did the auditions this last week, and the kids who are doing it are great. I think it's going to be really cool. Nice. But uh, how are you? How are you, man? Oh, dude, everything's a mess. I, I went to Well, the, yes. I, w- I went to the fancy tea store the other day to get my fancy green tea, but they were out oh, of it. Oh, you mean, you mean like a serious mess. Okay, jeez. Yeah, so I went to the... I, listen, I know. Okay, there's there's no good way to make a complaint about not getting the right green tea because like there's some stuff going on right now. But in my world, a, like this there, was there's a few things happening. Yeah, yeah. sure. But listen, um, th- talking about those things are not what we do. What we do is I complain about my green tea situation, and in my green it's tea worth- situation, Dave. I went all the way out to the fancy tea shop that I can only go to on the weekend because it's not open when I get home from work. And I went to go buy my fancy green tea because I'm out. And they were also out. I prefer the gunpowder variety. Maybe that's just my preference. But they didn't have it. So I had to buy a different fancy green tea. Which, listen, is it good? Of course it's good. I went to the fancy store. But it wasn't the one that I prefer. <laughs> and it's thrown off my whole week, Dave. Thrown off the entire week. Uh, well, you know, Matt, it's a rough world out there. And some people just have to, de- you know, it's not fair. I'm not saying it's fair or right, Matt, but just some people have to deal with a lot of really intense hardships in life, and I'm sorry that you're one of those people. Yes, that is me, also one of those people dealing with stuff. That's <laughs> that's my struggle, Dave. Um, and now I feel extra bad about having complained about it at all. But um, let's let's move away from my moment of shame and discomfort and talk about Today's episode of Ninja Sentai Kaka Ranger, the flowery Kunuichi Gumi. Nice! I am psyched that they're back. Those, they're, those are great ladies. They are great ladies. I'm very excited cats, to see them again. They're cats now, currently, I guess, but whatever. I, yeah, I, we, maybe we will discover today if they are peoples who turned into cats, or cats that got turned into ninja ladies. Um, I don't I know would, if that's going to I would be super today. psyched to know that information. But before we get into any of that, Dave... Shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So our first star of the week, Matt, is we had, we had talked about it a little bit before, but we had really only seen previews, but we did go to see Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. 
my, and I don't think friends. I speak too strongly when I say it was a cinematic tour de force. It was a piece of art. Um, and listen, it might not yeah, be your that's favorite only, movie. That's the only fair way. Because here's, here's the thing about a movie like Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. First of all, you have to say the full title every time, because otherwise you're stuck saying, have you seen yeah. the new Triple X movie? Which is going to be a very different conversation and maybe not the one that you meant to have. Uh, it is, yeah, almost all, definitely not. Is that Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage? It's, it is not a comedy. I think I've laughed more throughout the course of that movie than I have at the theater in a very long time. Just because, like, Dude, all of the stuff that was... happens in that movie is just non-stop, like, just pure joy and excitement. It's amazing. Okay, so listen, we talked about, we talked, I think, about the preview a little bit, but it is basically, th- there is no top over which Triple X The Return of Xander Cage will not go. Uh, the dialogue is, I'm just, like, let me be clear. The dialogue is not good. No, I wouldn't call it In the sense of like... Like in a traditional sense. Let me rephrase that. Matt, let me rephrase... It's not good. It's not good, but it is perfect. Oh, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? It does exactly what it is supposed to do for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So at one point, and I think this is in the preview, (laughs) Triple X is assigned a team of dudes who are supposed to be like his posse and like help him do his thing. And he kicks them out of a plane. And then the person to whom he is answering says like, all right, well, who do you want like as your team? And his answer is, I believe, and help me if I'm wrong here, Matt. Okay, so he's on <laughs> he's on this plane with, the, with these guys that have been like assigned to be his team. And he's like, I don't like these guys. And so he kicks them out of the plane, like he attaches a parachute to them and kicks them out of the plane. And then he says, I'm not going to have clowns watching my back. And then the person who he's like his handler, I guess, says, all right, well, then who do you want? And his answer is the good, sure. the extreme and the completely insane. Which and, not and only by this is perfect. This is, <laughs> uh, this is that also sounds like the name of like the best like modern remake of a western uh, <laughs> um, so this is who he gets for his team ready he has a sniper like a lady sniper he has a dude uh, wait, who Dave, hold on hold on is she a lady sniper who never misses her mark she is in fact a lady sniper who never misses nice. her mark dang deep cuts xander cage well done didn't know you were a fan um of super sentai so so a lady sniper who never misses her mark and then a dude who love who is like their wheel man who loves crashing his car played by Roy McCann who I really like and then a Chinese DJ who's lit- like everybody else has like a special ability and literally his superpower is like fun to be around like he's a rocker boy he's a cyberpunk rocker boy and that is what this dude brings to the team. Like, he just parties the best. Right. And you would expect that at some point in the movie, he was going to break out, like, crazy kung fu moves or something. No, he no, doesn't... no. Donnie Yen is in the movie for crazy kung fu moves. Like, that angle is covered. This guy's literal entire job is just to be a good time. Yeah. it's And it comes up. It's amazing. I just, like, the whole rest of the movie is incredible. It makes so little sense. 
it is just a vehicle for Vin Diesel to like say awesome things <laughs> to be and just like and be Xander Cage. Sam Jackson is in the movie. He's great. And he is reprising his role from the 2002, like the original movie. But since then, Sam Jackson has also played Nick Cage. And then there's nope. like a pretty funny, no, sorry, not Nicolas Cage. Although I would Nicholas love to Fury. see a movie in which Samuel L. Jackson played Nicolas Cage. <laughs> sorry, not Nick Cage, Nick Fury. Sam Jackson has played Nick Fury in the Marvel movies. And then there's some pretty funny like plays on that in, in Sandman. Just watch it. Just go see the movie. It's a great movie, dude. After that, I got so excited about watching Vin Diesel movies. I went home and like the next day watched The Last Witch Hunter, which I think we've actually talked about on the show we before, did. but I hadn't yep. seen it. We discussed it, and I just, because we like Vin Diesel a lot, there's no shame in that. No, there's no shame in that at all. He's a very popular movie star. And listen, even if you don't like him, uh, Vin Diesel is probably better at his job than you are at your job. So that's just a truth that you're going to have to live with. Yeah, just, I mean, not to get harsh on you, but... It's probably true. Dude, he's... He, I think what the thing is, is that he started up in his game real early. Super early. And so, like, we're just got... We're all playing catch-up on that Vin Diesel train. Dude, this is... We were actually... We were reading about, like, how... Because we watched the... Mark and I and you watched the last Triple X... The first Triple X movie last weekend. And this is... This is not a joke. This is how Vin Diesel got started in the theater. Ready? When he was a kid, he was, like, seven or eight years old... He and some friends broke into a theater to vandalize it and got caught by the stage manager or something who was like, don't vandalize the show, be in the show, which is like the most theater person thing to do. That and, is, that's Vin, tremendous. and Vin Diesel was like, uh, yeah, because I assume his voice was always as low as it is right now. And he's like, yeah. And then that was it. And that set him off on a life of, of like international superstar. Um, Dude, that is amazing. That I feel like is the the best possible version of the story, the best Christmas pageant ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it just turns out that one of those kids is Vin Diesel. <laughs> okay, we've been talking about this movie for a long time. What's our second star of the week? Uh, okay, well, we will try to make it quick, Matt. But our second star of the week is I just I rewatched Mystery Men the other day. Oh, is it still good? It's still amazing. Oh, like, I'm so I don't glad know to if, hear that. I don't know if you remember, actually. It's actually better than I remembered it being. Because I hadn't seen it in ages. But it's it's so good. It's so good. It's so funny. If you've never seen it, it's, it's a sh- movie about, like, these kind of schlubby guys who are trying to be superheroes. And they sort of manage to pull it out in the end. But it's it's like Ben Stiller, William H. Macy, Kel, Kel Thompson is on there. No, not Kel Thompson. Keenan Thompson is the other guy. Kel Mitchell. Mitchell. Kel Mitchell is in there. Janine Garofalo. Is that Hank Azaria? It's Hank Azaria is in it. Janine Garofalo before she was like awful. I think that like that was peak Janine Garofalo. Yeah, that was the real, like that was the ideal spot. Of G- that and uh, Wet Hot American Summer, I think, are the two the two high points for me of Janine Garofalo ness. Uh, yeah, dude, that movie is great. Do you remember when we went to go see that movie in the theater and we weren't able to watch the last like twenty minutes of it because oh, the yeah. film melted in the projector and they were just like, "Well, I guess the movie's done now." And uh, we just didn't see the end of Mystery Men for, like, two more years. Yeah, and they didn't even give us, like, passes. or They didn't give us, like, free... 
no, no, no. We did get to see the end of it. We just had to wait like 45 minutes while they like got the other film over and like spliced it or I don't know exactly what they did. Oh, that's right. We did see the end of it. We just did it. There was like five minutes of the movie that we never saw. Yeah. And they didn't give us like free movie passes or anything, which I'm still like low grade sore about. But well, this that movie was... theater's been closed for 15 years. So yeah, thankfully, so... it can no longer like vex you. You so, won, Dave. You this... won. <laughs> but yeah, this was back when movies were actually on like celluloid and just something went wrong with the reel and it got stuck in front of the insanely bright hot light that they used to project those movies and it literally just melted. We watched it. It was actually kind of cool. It was cool. It was in fact so cool that it, the, in the moment, I really thought that it was like a scene transition, like effect. Yeah, we were very confused. And then there were somebody just came in and were like, sorry, everyone, the movies melted. And then uh, who else? Oh, Joffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush is in that movie. He plays Casanova Frankenstein, which I did not realize when the first time we saw it. So yeah, it's actually kind of an all-star cast and it's amazing and you should go watch it. That's really it. It's just this old movie came out in 1999 this movie's almost 20 years old can you believe that dude i can believe it that's i think it's not the same year the matrix came out holy crap it is anyway oh. let's let's not dwell on that why let's not dwell on that thing that makes us feel old dave um what is our third star of the week well matt i actually have bad news for you if you don't want to feel old because let me bring let me bring that old to the table that was a weird way to say that so i'm effectively old an old man heat. Yeah, bring that old heat. The old strong? I don't know. Anyways, so I'm I'm effectively like a 60-year-old man, right? We've established this. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, you're literally a 34-year-old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three? I'm not. 33? I'm 34. Yeah. Sorry, it took me a moment. I like... Fun fact, those of you who may like maybe like listen to this show and are not in your 30s, eventually you stop paying attention to birthdays because you're like, I still celebrate my birthday. I just don't keep real good track of like how old I actually am because like who cares at this point? Anyways, so I don't hang out on Reddit at all. Sure. Seems like a good call. Yeah. It's working out super well for me so far. Like I go to Reddit, you know, like I, but I just like scroll around. I am not like a Redditor, right? Sure, sure. But I did just discover, and like, bear with me, and I've, listen, I've already prefaced this by saying that I'm an old man. I did just discover subreddits. Wait, so you just discovered a particular subreddit, or you just discovered the fact that subreddits exist? No, 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 sorry. Like, I, so I knew that, like, subreddits existed. Like, I knew that this was a thing. What I did not know is, like... Like, how many subreddits, perhaps, there were? And, like, how intense... Like, you could just... There's a lot of subreddits, is what I'm saying. And I just... I found out that there's a woodworking subreddit. Aha. Uh-huh. Now I yeah. know why you were saying that you yeah. feel like an old man. Yeah, like, yeah this I've, is like... I've just discovered... I've discovered this, subreddits. this site... Right. <laughs> ...that you can this... keep going... Deep down into the further depths, and there are other men who enjoy working wood. Yeah, that's precisely, I didn't say it in those exact words, but I was, I found, I was like, no way, this is amazing. And it's all these guys doing cool stuff. And here is, okay, so obviously people are posting things, and they're posting like, these sort of like incredible, beautiful pieces that like I cannot make. But the really cool thing is, even with the most 
complicated pieces, like most complicated, like beautiful pieces that I'm seeing people post, they're not, nobody's put anything up that I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I literally have no idea like how you could even do that. Like everything I see, I'm like, oh, I like, I understand the theory of what you've done there. I just don't have like the hand skill to make it happen. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So it's just like, oh, well, that's actually very cool that I do have a little bit, uh, maybe not like quite so behind the, not behind the times, but you know what I'm saying? Like not quite so behind the times as I sort of was in my head. So that was a, that was a very cool thing. That's really it. I just, I'm an old man and I discovered that like other old people also, they're not all old, actually a number of them are a bunch really young, but. I discovered on the websites that you can... Yeah, that's the whole thing. I just <laughs> did it. Right. So well, thank what, you for that, Dave. <laughs> what, Matt, is our fourth star of the week? Our uh, fourth star of the week, Dave, is actually another throwback a la Mystery Man. I think maybe... No, this was this was pre-Mystery Man. Um, anyway, Crystal Pepsi's back, and I bought one, and I know that I shouldn't have, because I think I may have said in a public forum at one point after I bought Surge that I was never going to buy another nostalgia soda. But then I saw Crystal Pepsi and I bought it. And guess what, guys? Uh, it's it's still Pepsi. It still just tastes like Pepsi, but it's, with no color. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't it just know tastes... why I bought it. I don't love Pepsi. Uh, I wonder if the LA... Okay, so we may have talked about the LA Beast on the show before. He is a YouTube guy that just does um, just like not just bad things. Not bad sure, things he's just like a guy who makes mistakes on YouTube. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of my favorite styles of YouTube show. And he he was like a big crusader because one of his first big videos is that he drank like a twenty year old Crystal Pepsi and almost died or threw up a bunch. And then he just decided that this was okay. going to be one of his things. Yeah, he just decided that this was going to be one of his things, and he made like a giant music video. Like he kickstarted a music video, put together like I don't know twenty thousand dollars. And made this big music video, like beseeching Pepsi Cola to bring back, bring back Crystal Pepsi. And so I guess they, I guess they are. So, I guess good, good for the beast. Good, good for him. Well, listen, man, it's nice that something. I mean, he seems to be doing fairly well. He probably digs his life. But okay, I just did a quick YouTube search for La Beast because I haven't watched any of his videos in like a minute. And uh, let's see. Most jars of mayonnaise consumed in 10 minutes while watching Two Girls, One Cup. That, I, yep, yep. Uh, (laughs) I I thought I was going to be prepared with like a quip after you said that. Like I was going to be able to like have a joke in the chamber. And then when you said that, I could be like, oh, you silly man or something like that. Um, But no, you have effectively short-circuited my brain with how colossally stupid that sounds. (laughs) Uh, Hot ice experiment goes terribly wrong. Did I I just create a new way to... have gone terribly wrong. I don't think any of these have gone terribly right. I think they've just all been terrible. (laughs) Did I just create a new way to chug beer? Hashtag chug drill 5000. (laughs) Oh, good, because the chug drill 4000 was really out of date. L.A. Beast eats a cactus. The LA, spines? L.A. Yeah, I assume so. L.A. Beast drinks a gallon of Tabasco sauce. 
okay, we need to stop talking about this and start talking about something that is, I kid you not, more reasonable, which is Ninja Sentai Cocker Ranger. Wait, Matt, Matt, fifth star. What's our fifth star of the week? Oh, sure. Speaking of Ninja Sentai Cocker Ranger, um, brief uh, programming update. We are on YouTube now. Um, it's literally Hooray! just the podcast that you're already listening to, but the audio is being sent to YouTube as well as iTunes and the other locations. I don't know if that is a thing that people want. I don't know why that was an option on Libsyn, but it was. So we took advantage it. of it. Uh, so if you are looking for listening to this again, but in a slightly different format, um, go ahead and check us out there if you want. Right on. That's all I got. It's It was a very short star, which is good because the rest of them have all been very long and we need to stop talking about this stuff right now. Dave... We're going to take a break. We're going to watch episode 20, The Flowery Kuchuini... Yeah. The fl- uh, Dave, you say it, please. The Flowery Kunoichigumi. And we... Thank you. And we... We'll be right back. Ninja, ninja. Okay, welcome back. So we have just finished watching episode 20 of Ninja Sentai Kakaranger, The Flowery Kuchuini... Gami. Kunoichigumi. 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 Thank you. Kunoichigumi. And I'm sorry. Yep. No problem. Ah. The flower lady ninjas. <laughs> anyway, it's them. They're back. They're back. And so is my problem with being able to say their name for reasons I cannot describe to you. There's a lot so, of stuff that I can say, and for whatever reason, I cannot say their names. And I apologize now. It's going to come up again, probably. My notes just have them as the KG because Kunoichi Gumi is a lot to try to type when you are taking notes on a Super Sentai episode. Oh, yes. So this episode opens and it's just like a shopping area. And there's this kid gets home from school, we would assume. He walks into a shop and it's clearly like his family's shop. And his mom says, oh, good, you're home. Like you have chores and then homework. And the kid says, no, I need to go play. And so he leaves. And as he is walking out like to get his bike, he runs past another lady who I'm not sure it's maybe like his sister or like a neighboring shopkeeper or something. And she says, kid, she doesn't, does she give the kid's name? I forget. I forget. The kid's name is Shinichi. Shinichi. She, maybe she does. So, but she says, Shinichi, you know, you need to study at some point. And the kid's like, butt out. I've got playing to do. And he runs away. He doesn't run away. He's got his bike. My schedule is full. Packed full of playing. Do not have time to study. So we cut so, to a like <laughs> down the street. Sasuke is walking out of a restaurant and he's holding like a big oh, no. bag of carryout food. No, 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 Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Sasuke is definitely not walking out of that restaurant. My dude Sasuke skips out of that restaurant. <laughs> I don't know if you looked away to write something down in your notes. Like he stops after a second, but he is 100%. He's frolicking out of this restaurant. Good old Sasuke. <laughs> he, he does. He's skipping out. And he's, he's got all these lunches. And he's like, man, what do I have to buy lunch? And as he's walking out, the kid, Shinichi, runs by on a bike and like almost hits him. And Sasuke says, hey, watch where you're going. And the kid says, you watch where you're going. I can't stop that quickly. I'm on a bike. It's not my fault. Which, like, is one of those things that, listen, it is reasonable. But this kid is obviously, like, a brat kid. Yeah, that's like the whole point of this kid. So the kid like rides away and Sasuke just is like, what a brat kid. 
but then the kid reappears and he is being chased by a car. Well, it looks like the car is just behind him and the kid is trying to get away. And then the kid veers off and the car follows him. And then it becomes very clear that the kid is actively trying to hit this kid or the cheese, the car, the car is actively trying to hit the kid. Right. And then Sasuke like dive tackles the kid off of his bike. I think. Yeah. It saves him just as the car would be about to hit him. So he's like, okay, I've saved the kid. Then the car like backs up, re-sort of centers itself on Sasuke and the kid and starts chasing the both of them. They start running away. Yes. So as they're running away, they see a wall. So they clamber up the wall and then the car just, in its attempts to ram them, just rams into the wall. So they're safe now from the car. Sasuke jumps down and like jumps into the driver's seat and is like looking for whoever has done this. But the car, the car is empty. No driver in this car. And then, out of nowhere, a vine covered in flowers whips out of, like, just off of camera and wraps itself around the kid and starts trying to drag him away. And the kid starts screaming, like, help, help, help. Sasuke runs over and gets him free of the vine. Uh, But then the vine is just, like, now the vine is chasing them. And it's actually a really cool effect because they're running away from this vine, right? But the way that they're... Um, like shooting the camera at it. I think what's probably happening is that they're literally just like, they tied a piece of string or like fishing wire to this vine and are like dragging it behind a car. But the angle on the camera makes it look as though it's just like being like snaking along of its own accord. It's a very cool look. It's it's pretty rad looking. And so they're like running away and Sasuke is trying to call the rangers to like, you know, help them out. Like on his Doran charger. We flip up and we see that the Kunoichi Gumi are up on the roof. And now, in case it was not clear from A, the title, and B, the fact that this vine is covered in flowers, this is the Kunoichi Gumi. Like, this is their plan. The back. We go from there to Nakamaru. And I think it's Saizo, but I don't quite remember. Uh, who in says, my notes, it is Saizo. Okay. So Saizo just says, hey, this is really weird. Sasuke's, Sasuke's gone? Does anybody know what's up with... Uh, like, he was supposed to be back with lunch. We're all kind of hungry. Where's Sasuke? Right. And I like the idea that, like, they do care about their friend, but the immediate thing that Saizo was worried about was, like, man, what is lunch showing up? Hey, listen, man. Saizo is the jughead, I feel like, of this group. So, uh, you no, know. actually, that was Seikai. Oh, that's right. Seikai is the jughead. Well, I don't know what Saizo's problem is. He's just a jerk. So, <laughs> so we go from there back to Sasuke and it's Sasuke and the kid and they're just running away and so Sasuke asks the kid this is very reasonable he's like hey kid do you like do you know anything that's going on is there a reason that the because it's like it's not that the Kudui Chugumi are just attacking they are very clearly after this kid and so Sasuke says like do you have any idea what's going on I think there's like a veiled question in there, like, are you secretly a yokai or like, are you possessed or something? Right. Like, or is there like point, a, this is an episode... evil coin in your pocket? Right. Or did you like pick up a weird doll or something? Like, what is going on? Like, this is episode 20. At this point, Sasuke is like primed for this sort of stuff. And he's just trying to figure out like how to crack the riddle. So the kid, the answer is no. The kid's like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know why, like, what's going on. And so he pulls out his door. He, he, Sasuke, not the kid. Sasuke pulls out his door on charger. Surprise, this is not the sixth ranger. He pulls out his door on charger. <laughs> he's like, 
ha, I can't, I can't get through to anybody. Something must be blocking my signal. And then we see like a, I don't know, like a teleprojection is maybe the best way. Just like a, an image of one of the Kunu Ichigumi appears. Yeah, and by the like way, hovering just, over this building. Just so let's get this out of the way now. There are five Kunoichi Gumi, right? They are all yes. like differently colored. They all have names. I do not remember which is which in any given circumstance. So, oh jeez, no, I don't dude. know We've, if they're. They've meant been to, in like two episodes. Yeah, like I don't know if we're meant to find any of them like individually memorable. They do have names, but I apologize. I'm just going to be referring to them like as a collective. Yeah, they just, okay, They yeah, they do give us their names, actually, later on in this episode. Their names are, if you care, Ayami, Ayame, Sakura, Suiren, Yuri, and Ron. Those are the three, or the five, Kuroichigumi. But, but there you go. Yeah, like, it's, I, I would love to know more, but I would love to know enough about these characters that I did have, like, a preference one to the other, and, like, an idea as who they are individually, but Dude, at this I would point, love, I don't. I would love for them to have their own show. Like, I would watch a show about the Kuroichi Gumi. They're rad. So they start talking, and they're like, ha, 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 we have blocked your Doron charger, and we're going to kill you. We flip from there. Well, okay, so here's, <laughs> let me, let, let's elaborate on this a little bit. Because what they're saying is we have blocked the signal on your Doron charger, but we're also using the same technology to track your Doron charger. It's like a radio blocker slash, like, radar tracking device. And we're doing both. So, we are going to continue following you. Eventually, if you want to escape us, you're going to have to abandon your Doron charger. Like, that's the only way that you're going to get away from us. Yeah, because otherwise we will, like, we'll never stop and we'll find you and we'll kill you. Which is a pretty, like... Like, that's a pretty excellent plan if you can figure it out. And we just, and they have figured, well, okay, they haven't figured it out. It's everybody's favorite scientist, Dr. Yagami. He figured it out. Yagami back. So we flip with his weird hair and his strange ears. So we go from this little dialogue over to Dr. Yagami, who is tracking Sasuke on a bike. Yes. Sure. Okay. Here's what I love about Dr. Yagami. We've mentioned it before. But I think it always bears repeating is that Dr. Yagami is a brilliant scientist and he can create the most incredible inventions. But the thing about Dr. Yagami's inventions is that 100% of them are just like technology crap that you wear somewhere inconveniently on your body. So he has developed this way to like block the signal of a Doron charger and like really do all this stuff to mess up the Kaka Rangers. And the way that it is demonstrated is like this weird spinning antenna like thing that is on top of Dr. Yagami's head and a couple of blinking lights that he has strapped onto his bicycle. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> the degree to which Dr. Yagami's inventions are hugely inconvenient cannot be overstated. So he is like, he's riding around and then we, he like, he hops on the phone with somebody. No, 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 he doesn't. He'll do that in a minute. But he does find Sasuke. Like he, he, he figures out where he is because they can track Dorons, which is what I've decided the particles are called that Doron chargers emit because. Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Well, Doron sounds like a particle, right? Uh, yes. 
It, it actually kind of does. And I know. as we've stated I've in the past, really... like that makes as much sense as any other explanation. <laughs> so we go back. We go back and it's the Kuno Ichigubi again. And they're like, listen, Sasuke, we don't care about that kid. We are only, we want to kill you. However, like this is the plan is that we are going to, like we will kill that kid or we will never stop chasing that kid. And that is like the vector by which we will get to you. And then, so the kid, the kid hears this too. And the kid's just like, well, I'm out of here because if they want to kill you effectively, like they can have you, I'm out. Right. Like so this kid- does not involve me. They've got you. I'm going home. So he fucks out, which is fantastic. And Sasuke chases him because he's like, no, no, no. This kid clearly doesn't understand. They are going to kill him. Just not because like they care about him. Right. And we then, flip like, up to the top. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say probably what you were about to say, which is that we cut to the top of the roof and yeah. Young Noble Jr. pops out and he's just like leaning over the edge of this roof, just, like sort of casually holding his guitar and talking about how he's going to murder Sasuke and it's going to be so good. Yes. So we go from there. We see the Rangers like they're running around and they're just kind of like hitting different points of the city looking for Sasuke, but they can't find him. We go from there to the kid, Shinichi, right? Yeah. Shinichi. We go from Shinichi. We see Shinichi and he runs into his family store and he's just like, oh my gosh, mom, you are never going to believe what happens. She's just like, no, I won't believe what happens. And he says, I, I was out playing and someone tried to kill me. Then she said, well, maybe you should have been home doing your homework. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not messing around. Someone legitimately tried to kill me. And then the mom like loops around and she says, well, it's maybe for time for someone to try a little bit harder. And I thought what was going to happen is that she was going to like give him a whooping for not doing his homework. But what happens actually is so much better because she's a Kuno Ichigumi. So yes. she like throws off her clothes, like throws off her clothes. And it was like, oh, it's a mom, it's a mom disguise. And it's just the ninja. And, and so, so she starts chasing him. So she runs out. I'm sorry. He runs outside away from her. And he almost runs into that neighbor who he had bumped into in the beginning of the episode. And he's like, oh my gosh, I've got trouble. And she's like, oh yeah, you do. And then she turns into a Kunoichi Gumi. It's, it's incredible. So <laughs> um, he is about to run away, but then just then Sasuke catches up. So he does like a flying kick and kicks one of the Kunoichi Gumi and grabs the kid. But then the Kunoichi Gumi go to stab him, but then he does a clothes substitution and his clothes fall to the ground. And then he's already like halfway down the street in his ninja gear with the kid. It's a which I just move. thought about. It's amazing. Which I actually just thought about this is that that means that he is actually he could like bring people with him, which I don't think he's ever done before. He could sort of like carry them along on his like deception transportation. However, he does that. It's pretty rad. Dude, it's, it's episode twenty. His his ninja magic is strong by now. Maybe maybe yeah. episode one Sasuke couldn't have done that, but they've just got all sorts of crazy ninja magic now, and I love it. So he is, um, so he's running down the street and then he just sees these ladies on bikes, like turn the corner and start riding towards him. And he immediately, and I like, I'm sorry, I keep mentioning these things, but it's such a departure. He sees these women on bikes and not for one second does Sasuke get fooled. He just sees them. He's like, Oh nope, Those are the, those are the bad guys right there. And he just turns and runs away. 
which is very strange in a Super Sentai show. Like, normally, like, even the flimsiest of disguises is enough to fool rangers into, like, who is a good and bad guy. <laughs> the Kaka Rangers are like, those are five ladies on bikes, and I'm fighting five ladies. Those are clearly the Kunu Ichigumi, and I'm gone. You know, I wonder if it's because they are ninjas, and so they are, like, already primed to know a lot about, like, deception and disguise and stuff, because that's their entire jam. Ooh, I dig that. That would make sense to me. I'm pretty cool with that idea. So he's, so... he's running away from these five girls on bikes, and by the way... I would have to go back and watch this again, but I'm fairly confident that the five girls on bikes are not actually the same actresses who play the Kunoichi Gumi, which seems crazy to me. Because why would you bother to get five extra people when you already have five people who you need who fit the bill for that particular role? You could have just put them in different clothing. Because they're disguised, dude. Like... It's trans ninja transformation disguise sure. something. Okay. So so anyways. So Sasuke runs away. We go back to the Rangers, and the Rangers arrive somehow. They have managed to track Sasuke and this kid to the shop. And the well, mom no, and the neighbor somebody had heard. I think it was either like Seikai or Jiraiya had while they were running around. They had, like, heard a rumor, like, oh, there was a big fight in front of this bakery. So they go to go find them. Oh, right on. No, I missed that part. So the rangers show up. The, they save the mom and neighbor, and they're like, oh, everything's fine. And we go from there to Sasuke and the kid. They're running around to this construction site. Was and... it a construction site? I could not tell if it was, like, an unfinished building construction or if it was a parking garage. There I was think scaffolding around. There was, like, scaffolding or something. I'm pretty sure it was a construction site, which, like, literally, even though a construction site is, like, a dumb thing, I literally don't even care because it wasn't a quarry or the docks or a factory. So, no, I mean, wait for that. But, yeah, it was nice oh, yeah, for no, a no. moment. We'll get there, obviously. But for, like, a hot second, we were in a new location, and I was just tickled. So they run into this construction site, and Sasuke makes, like, a real Bush League error. He starts running up, like, up to the top of the building. Sasuke, never run up. You get trapped. It's like, I don't know, adventuring 101. Well, okay, but to be fair, he is ninja, and ninja can jump from rooftop to rooftop. Ooh, okay, yes. Actually, sorry, Sasuke. Got a little ahead of myself there. Yeah, if you're a ninja, like, rooftops is, is your ideal zone. So, my so, bad. So they get up there, and they're sort of, like, hiding in this little corner. And the kid is like, listen, I just want to leave. Like, they, they want you. They don't want me. This is all your fault. And Sasuke and- says, like, yeah, dude, you're right. <laughs> this is 100% my fault, and I'm really sorry. But the problem is, if I leave you, like... He, he doesn't quite get all the way through saying this phrase, but the kid realizes what he's saying and he's sort of able to stop. He's like, if yeah. I leave you, these people are going to murder you just to get to me, and neither of us want that to happen, so I have to stay with you. Yeah, and he says, I will protect you with my life. And then, so he, he pulls out his door on Charger, and there's this, like, it's a pretty dramatic moment, actually. He's, like, going back and forth, like, trying to weigh these options, because he's like, well, I know they're tracking me, with the Doron charger. Dave, but if can I, I get... Can I interrupt for Please. just a second? The name of the device is the Doron changer. It's what they use to change. Oh, yeah, I suppose it is. Have I... 
Just, Matt, help me out here. Have I been saying Doron Charger for like 20 episodes of this show? You've at least been saying like, it for this episode. I really feel like I maybe have been saying Doron Charger for this like for like 19 episodes of this show. It is entirely possible. If so, I'm okay. sorry I didn't bring it up before. Okay, everybody stop listening for like a hot second. Mark, I am going to need you to go back and edit like, I'm just going to say Doron Changer. And then I'm going to need you to go back and edit this into like every episode of this podcast. Okay, wait, hold on. Let's get it clean. Yep, ready? Doron Changer. Doron Changer. Doron Changer. And I feel like out of those three, you should be good. Okay, do you want to say one sort of like as a question? Like put a little different inflection on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, wait, wait. Doron Changer? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Okay, solid. We are all set to go. So he has his Doron Charger that he is like staring at. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Matthew, thanks for putting the button on that joke. So he pulls out his Doron Changer. (laughs) He's trying to decide. He's like, well, they're tracking me with the thing, but if I I get rid of it, I can't super hang gay. And And also, I can't summon uh, Red Saruter. Yeah, or Battle Saruter. So, but he ultimately decides, he says, all right, I'm just gonna, like, I'm gonna get rid of it. So he kind of tosses it aside. He doesn't, he just puts it down. And he and Shinichi start running away. And, like, literally three seconds later, the Kunoichigumi arrive and start, like, attacking him with shurikens. Right. Like, they were clearly <laughs> just waiting around the corner, like, for him to put that down. And is it, it is at this right. point that I have to ask a very good, what I think is a very good question. Why, instead of abandoning his Doron Changer, did he not use his Doron Changer... And transform into Kaku Ranger Red because he would have been way more capable of fighting in that case. Like, I feel like that I is think... a possibility that neither he nor the Kunoichi Gumi really explored at any point. No, I think they do mention. Well, they say it's like he's they're blocking it somehow, but the, they don't explicitly say that they're blocking him from using it to transform. But I feel like that's got to be the vibe, because otherwise, why wouldn't he have? Because, like, literally, like, right now, as he is running away, they're like, you threw away your Doron Changer. You're, you know, like, we'll kill you now. But, like, I mean, I'm not joking. They attacked him, like, two seconds after he puts this thing down. It's literally maybe five to ten feet away. Right, he is still closer to it than they are to him. Like, he could just turn around and grab it. So I think we have to assume when they say that it's being blocked, that it is somehow also being blocked from, like, channeling Dorons and turning him into Kakaranger Red. Okay, okay. I can... I, I will, for the good of this episode, accept that. Because it's the only part of this episode that doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. So, the Sasuke and the kid, they manage to get away. And they're just... They're running. And the Kunoichi Gumi are chasing them. And they get to, like, the edge of a building, and it's just Sasuke and the kid, and then they're surrounded by the Kunoichigumi, who all have swords. All the Kunoichigumi have swords. Mm-hmm. And... But then they also have a different weapon, which I was not yes, anticipating. Yeah. yeah. So rather than just... Because, again, show for babies. It, rather than just stabbing Sasuke, which would have been the obvious choice, one of them uses, like, a ninja mist... Attack. It's a breath weapon. It's a Dungeons and Dragons breath weapon. She opens her mouth and like evil, like gray 
like smoke blasts out and knocks Sasuke and Shinichi off of this building. Yeah, it's superheated steam, which I think makes her a black dragon. Ooh, I don't I know could be wrong about that. The only one that I can ever remember is the amethyst lozenge, lozenge that explodes. Yeah, amethyst, there's an amethyst lozenge. The iron dragon had like a cube of something, which was real dumb. Was it a cube of poison gas? I know one of them had a cube of poison gas. I think it's a cube of poison gas. No, wait. No, that's the, the bronze black dragon. dragon. That the black bronze dragon. Bronze dragon. Had... Has a superheated breath, steam breath. I want to say, yeah. So she's a bronze dragon. Okay, and good so to know. yeah, so Sasuke like falls with the kid, and they fall over the sides of the building, and they fall in a bunch of boxes, and so they're fine. Well, okay, and they're not so, exactly fine because you well, think that those boxes fine. are going to break their fall, and then the camera pans out, and you see that just like a piece of wood from one of those boxes has rammed itself through Sasuke's leg, and it's really well, grody. It, into Sasuke's leg. I don't know if it's through his leg, but the kid is like, he's like, kid, you, he's like, you've got to get out of here. He's like, I don't, at this point, maybe you're just like better off running on your own because I just got stabbed in the leg. And the kid says, no, like part of this is my fault, which isn't, but he says part of this is my fault because I've been cowardly, which again, doesn't make much sense. But he's like, I'm going to stay with you. So the kid is with him. And so the kid is sort of helping him run. Now, at this point, we do revisit our old friend, the quarry. And listen, yeah, sometimes, all, yeah. sometimes you go to a quarry and it doesn't look like the quarry. It just looks like, you know, like a rocky beach or like a, a wasteland or something. This time when they go to the quarry, like it is so clearly a place that people dig up for rocks that like I almost expected to see construction equipment. Yeah, you know, I, I actually... <laughs> It's in my notes. I was like, why is there never any equipment in any of these things? It could also be a mine. Yeah, but, but really, what's a yeah. mine other than a mine a is quarry just a quarry ground, right? It's a very specific quarry. Um okay. So anyway, so they're running. It's this very like it's kind of a cool setup that they do because it's the quarry and then it's just like birds. We see some birds flying and then rocks. It's very quiet. So we really get the idea that this is sort of like a ninja fight, which I like. I like that they take parts of this episode and don't have background music. I think it's just a, it's a cool choice as far as the show goes. So then there's exploding glitter, and the Kunoichi Gumi, they do an attack, and then they jump up, and Sasuke says, like, you swine, how could you do this? And they say, they introduce themselves. And Matt, I had, I had the worst moment that I've had in a long time. Because the Kunoichigumi jump up. And they start saying, they're like, Hana Ninja, Ayame, Hana Ninja, Sakura, right? Right, right. And I was like, yeah. And so you know how sometimes in Super Sentai, they, Sentai, they will use English words? Mm-hmm. Like just to use them. And they said, Hana Ninja, Ayame. And I know that Hana is the Japanese word for flower. Sure. Like I remembered that from class. And then they, but they said Hana Ninja, and I was like, "Why did I legitimately had this thought, Matt? I wish, I wish I could tell you this just as a joke, but it's totally true." <laughs> they, I was like, "Well, they're using the Japanese word for Hana, but why are they just saying Ninja? Why are they using because the American word for Ninja?" I legitimately was like, "It took me a second to remember that Ninja is in fact a Japanese word that they that they just use." And I was like, oh, 
Oh, oh! No. But it took me to like the fourth Hana Ninja to remember that that's not. Uh, well, let, me, let me follow up with two statements. One, of course, the the American word for ninja is American ninja, um, as we've seen from such films as American Ninja. Um, if you and, watch those movies and such television so programs as American Ninja Warrior, so I think that's a fairly you know fairly acceptable <laughs> translation. Also, well, I'm glad it's not just me then. <laughs> uh, literally, until you brought this up, I thought for all the world because like they say Hana Ninja, as you say. But yeah. the subtitle says Flowery Ninja because that's what it translates to. But I legitimately thought they were saying in English Flowery Ninja. Oh. <laughs> so we both we both uh, we both did a bad job that time, Dave. Yeah. So again, the the Kunoichigumi, their names are Ayame, Sakura, Suiren, Yuri, and Ron. And I I don't know if that's ever gonna come up again, but they have introduced themselves. So that's so the Kunoichigumi explained, they're like, this is how we are going to defeat you by separating you out. Yeah, just like, we're going to kill all of you one at a time. Which, like, okay, it's I know harsh. that the Conquer Rangers are not big on, like, the power of five. Like, that's not one of their things. But this is a recurring theme through Super Sentai that I really, really love. Which is that, the all like, all Super Sentai teams are strongest when it's all five of them. And not just because, like, well, five people is better than one. Like, the sum of a, of a Sentai team is greater than its parts. And I just think, like, that's a cool theme to continue. And I like it as a, like, as a part of children's programming. Like, that's a cool thing to be able to, like, kind of keep reinforcing. Yeah, that's actually, I mean, that is something that has carried over to even, like, the first poster for the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie like the slogan on it said stronger together, which is like, yeah, like that's, it's that's all about right. teamwork and friendship and like teens. That's the three it's strongest the best, power man. in the universe. I love it. So, uh, so they, they like jump down and Sasuke attacks them and it's five on one, but Sasuke's actually doing fairly well. Like this is not completely a one-sided fight. Yeah, but, like, it is not going super well. He is able to, like, yeah, survive, mean, like, but he's not really he's, making any particular headway. He's losing very slowly, which, I mean, like, five on one. Like, that's a pretty good job. So we we flash from there to the rangers who have found the construction site. I am assuming and they go, like, right over to the charger. So I think this confirms what we have assumed before is that the Doron... I said charger again. It's, sorry, it's charger all through my notes. So... They find the Doron Changer, which I think reinforces for us the idea that we've mentioned before, which is just, it has to have some sort of, like, tracking function. Right, which I guess, you know, sure, why not? Makes enough, that makes, again, makes as much sense as anything, and it helps sort of situations like this. Particularly since this show was made in, like, 1994, and they didn't have, like, GPS and cell phones, so it was all sort of, like, put into their communication device. Yeah. So they find the Doron Changer, and they pick it up. They're like, oh, we need to get this and find Sasuke and put them all back together. And then they get jumped by a bunch of Dorodoros. But, like, you don't actually see the fight. It's just, like, that <laughs> is the end of that scene. And then we smash cut back to Sasuke fighting in a quarry. Now, if we haven't okay. mentioned it yet, and I don't think that we have, when the Kunoichigumi transformed into their, like, Sentai, you know, like their super forms... Um, yeah. We got a new song, 
and I think it's the Kunoichi Gumi's like theme, and it's kind of jazzy, and it's got like a sort of like a clarinet thing going in the background. It's great. It is. There is actually something that I kind of dig about the fact that we don't see the fight between the Rangers and the Dorotoros. Is that to me that 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 tells us that the Rangers have like leveled up. That it is no longer worth like it's no longer worth showing the fight between Rangers and like a handful of Dorodoros. Cause it's like, no, they just they're gonna win and then we'll like catch up when they're doing something interesting. It's no longer interesting to watch them fight Dorodoros, which I thought maybe I'm reading a bit into that. I mean no, but I think that's, that's kind of fun, what we do. Yeah. Even if that's not what was intended, I think that is at least a fun like interpretation of it. Okay. Uh so so we're back to the quarry. Oh yeah, and, and the Kinoichigumi are now pulling out like some special moves. Yeah, so they do a flower attack, which is just like exploding glitter, and they do a flower bomb, which is which literally is just a bomb, just a bomb. And so Sasuke is now the uh, Shinichi is gone. We're not sure where he is, but Sasuke is looking pretty rough. He's down at the bottom of this hill, and the Kunoichigumi are sort of like walk sliding down the loose, loose rubble of this hill, and they are approaching for the kill. Like this is it. Right, and he's like, Sasuke, what can I do? Like, this is, gonna, this is the end of it. Like, if something doesn't happen soon, like, if nobody shows up to help me soon, like, this is the end. This is it. So, this, this is where this episode goes from pretty good to, to amazing. Yeah, like, stuff's about to get buck wild. Because <laughs> they declare so, that it is time to kill Sasuke in the manner in which he deserves. And do you know what that manner is, Dave? Well, I do, because I watched the episode. Well, why don't you tell our dear listeners? So, the manner in which he deserves to die is at the... At, they, they have a missile, guys. They have a Kunoichi, Kunoichi missile. So, they yes. gesture off to the side, and there's just a missile. I want to be clear. Not, not a rocket. A missile. Large enough for people to ride... Two people, in fact, to ride on. How do you know, Dave, that it's large enough for two people to ride on? <laughs> Very good Because question. that is immediately... Great question. That's immediately what the Kuduichi Gooby do. So this rocket... This missile launches. <laughs> they, they jump... Two of them jump on it. Once they are on the missile, they have... One of them has a machine gun. Yes, and, yes. And one of them has a grenade launcher... And they are just riding this missile around, like, shooting at Sasuke. Which is, it's such a good look. Like, two crazy, like, lady ninjas in full superhero costume riding a missile with guns. And by the way, this missile, they did some branding on this missile. Because this missile is the K-1, like the Kunoichigumi 1. And also, there are colored stripes on it. One stripe for each of the Kunoichigumi. It's tremendous. Like, the degree of detail that they... Like, I love the idea that someone said, what if we gave them a missile? And everyone else said, not only, like, yeah, sure, but everybody else was into it enough. They're like, well, if they're going to have a missile, it's got to be, like... It's got to make sense. Like, the missile fits within the context of the show in a way that I would not have expected. So, like, Shinichi runs up and he's like, Sasuke, I'll help you. And so, like, they're running away together. And then there's an explosion, and Sasuke is like, like, this is it, man. This is it. We see the rangers, and they're, like, running towards, but they're off in a different scene. And Sasuke's like, this is it, man. Like, if something doesn't happen, I'm going to die. Right. And, like, a missile is about to hit him in the head. And then we cut to Muteki Shogun. 
And this is where it goes from amazing Buck Wild, as we said, to I don't sublime. Does sublime work for you, Matt? It, dude, it, it works for me. So we cut away to Mateki Shogun, but he's not the Shogun yet. He's still in, he is just the ninja castle. The ninja yeah. castle stands up and all of like the rubble falls off of it. And you hear Muteki Shogun say to Sasuke, do not give up, Sasuke. I entrust you with the flaming Shogun sword. And then we flash to Sasuke, <laughs> who has like the handle. And then it does the thing that it does with Muteki Shogun. Now, Sasuke needs to use two hands. I mean, like it's shrunk, but it's still gigantic compared to Sasuke. And he uses two hands, but then it does the thing. Like, fire shoots out of it, and then it's a blade. And then he just has a gigantic, like, flaming diclave, is the best way to say it. So, the Kuroichigumi attack, he does, like, a fire slash. They all get, like, exploded and launched backwards. Well, because they're on top of a missile, and he cut the missile in half, and it exploded under them. It was so good. It's incredible. And so, (laughs) the rangers show up. They give Sasuke his uh, Doron changer, and he says, like, basically, like, all right, now it's on. What, what, what he says specifically, and I know this because I wrote it down in my notes, um, is it's payback time. Justice will prevail. Oh, yeah. Justice. Well, I do have that. So the Dorodoros attack, and Sasuke is just swinging around this giant flaming sword. Like, it's not... And this like predates special like it is a it's a practical effect. This is a literal prop that's literally on fire, and he's just swinging it around. It's incredible. What's really cool and is so there we're, is we're in this big fight, right? So like all of the different Kaku Rangers are fighting either like Kunuichigumi or a bunch of Dorons, and it's cutting around in the fight. When it gets back to Sasuke, because everyone else is fighting in the quarry, but when it gets to Sasuke, like it's very clearly being filmed like on a soundstage. Because, like, it's a black background, and I don't know if they needed to do that so that, like, if someone accidentally got hit with fire, they were, like, in a controlled environment, or if it's just a cool way to have that black background to really make the flaming sword pop, like, against yeah, it, I but think, it looks I think great. probably Oh, also, those are true. You know how sometimes... Did you catch Matt? Oh, I'm yes. sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 please. Are, are we talking about the same thing here? Because... I think we are. I know... So sometimes, guys... And again, this is like, we've mentioned it a couple of times, but when the Rangers do attacks, like if they throw Shuriken, it'll just say in like Batman 66 style, like Shuriken, 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 or like kick or something, right? Yes. And in this instance, when Sasuke starts murdering people with a flaming sword, it just has this giant word that comes across the screen that it's all like, it's the letters are all stylized to look like flames and it just says fire with an exclamation point. And a bunch of eyes. <laughs> um, so the Kunoichigumi are beaten back. Sasuke does Muteki Shogun's like finishing move, where he does like the giant slash, and there's an explosion. And so the Kunoichigumi don't die. Yeah, and I think he refers are... to it by the way as the Flaming Shogun Wave. Yes, I think that's right. Uh, Which I don't so know anyways, if that's what Kunoichi... it's always been called. I hope so, dude. That's a great name. Uh, they don't actually. I don't think they've given it a name. They like, just kind of does it. Well, I mean, previously, Muteki Shogun does not usually speak aloud. (laughs) Yeah, that was... I really want to know what's up with that, because as far as I know, like, that's pretty unique in, like, the context. Like, not... Giant robots don't generally speak. They're just kind of there. Well, I mean, you haven't seen Zhu Ranger. In Zhu Ranger, those things talk all the time. 
Oh, really? Okay. Well, maybe it's a little less like out of the ordinary than I thought. But so the Kunoichi could be, they're not dead, but they're definitely defeated. And so they're like, we'll get you next time, Gadget. And they fade out. And then Sasuke just like collapses like to his knees, which I dig because a lot of the time it seems like even if the Rangers are hurt when they henge, they seem to be fine. And I dig the idea that Sasuke is like, no, he won. But like that dude is at the end of his rope. Like that was it. Right. It has been a rough day for Sasuke. He never even got a chance to eat his lunch. Hmm. Low blood sugar. Dangerous. The most so, dangerous thing he has faced all day. So Shinichi, <laughs> so Shinichi runs up. He's like, oh, Sasuke, you're safe. And Sasuke says, oh, good, Shinichi, you're safe. Cool. And then that actually, it's kind of an abrupt end to this episode because that's just sort of it. That's the end of the thing. Yeah, we get a brief cut over to the narrator who's like, well, they won, but, you know, they've got to do this again next week, so good luck to them. Right. <laughs> that's that's all we get. And that is it for the episode. Dave, do you have any sort of final thoughts on this? We don't have – we're not going to go to the Creature Royale uh, because no, man, I, nobody died. I don't, I don't have a ton, just that it was just a killer episode. Like, this is – I'm so – I'm just so psyched about how good Kaka Ranger is turning out to be. I did check, actually, Dave. And, you know, this is something that I keep meaning to look at, but I never get around to. Um, but the guy who wrote this episode is also the guy who wrote the previous episode, The Hellish Trap in Darkness. So maybe it's just like that oh, dude okay. is on a roll. And I don't know if he's also writing next week's episode, but I hope he is because these two have been great. Yeah, really, really excellent. But I think that that is going to do it for another episode of A View to a Cocker Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Please give us a rate and a review. That's really going to help other people find the show. Um, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To listen to all the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we're the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Yeah, we're still doing that. Kaku!